Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality, and I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Today on the podcast, TV producer, actor, radio personality, and Andy Cohen bestie, John Hill. So I first heard of John a few years ago. I was listening to Andy Cohen's radio show on Sirius Satellite Radio. But at the time, I had no idea he was a prolific reality producer who's worked on a lot of shows like Tori and Dean, Project Runway, Top Chef, and Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. So John started as an actor, which we'll hear all about, and he still gets to let that personality shine on Andy's radio show, which he does a couple mornings a week, and his own show on Radio Andy, The Feels. So John and I have a really good time talking about all things Bravo, pop culture, and he tells me what it's really like to live in Andy Cohen's world. John Hell, hello. Hi, thank you uh, for having me. I <laughs> thank you so much it. for being here. Good morning. Good morning. Or good afternoon. Good whatever afternoon. It, whatever Wherever it is. you are and whatever time code. Yeah. Well, we're in the early morning. We're still waking yeah. up. You got your coffee. Uh-huh. You're good to go. So you, I always start by saying how I know my guest, and we've only just met, but we were connected by the fabulous Amy Phillips. Love. Love Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. <laughs> she's, she's an incredible personality person, the whole thing. Person, friend, talent. Yeah, yes. all of the above. Soul. Yes. Spirit. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so you are, I in my intro, I talk about kind of all the stuff that you do and done. Like, you have a really interesting kind of resume, I guess, right? Like I'm a multi-hyphenate. You are a multi-hyphenate. As they say. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, for a long time, I really was um, embarrassed by that. And I didn't think I would ever get a job. And I thought, you know, well, this will be my last job. This will be my last job. And then when I turned 39 or 38, you know, a couple of years ago, I'm okay. 40 now. Okay. But, uh, you know, when I, when I came back to L.A. a year and a half ago, I sat down with my agents out here and they were like, well, you know what? Your resume actually adds up to something really, really, really good. Like you've done literally everything from post to field to EPing to show running to scripted to non to developing to selling shows to pitching to being on Broadway and singing and <laughs> being like you've done everything. So it's not a hindrance, but we, but it is all over the place. It right. It's like, what are you, like, how do you quote unquote sell yourself when yeah. you're good at, and you've done so many things, which I guess is a good problem to have, right? It's a good problem to have, but also there, I don't find there's a lot of, well, I won't say that that's negative, but there. You can a, be negative. Well, a lot of times there's not, not a lot of people are imaginative when it comes to non-scripted television in LA. Like if someone's looking for a showrunner about cheerleaders, it's like, I could do that with my hands tied behind my back. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know about a show about <laughs> right. cheerleaders that's <laughs> happening. But you go in and they're like, well, but what what, what 10 other shows about cheerleaders have you, have you done? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what are you? So, yeah, we talk, I've talked about that a lot on this podcast, which is, you know, I'm a firm believer that like, if you're a good producer, you're a good talent, you're a good executive, whatever yeah. it is, you should be able to do every genre. And just because right. you specialize in dating doesn't mean you can't do a kick-ass crime show. Like you should, right. know, you know, you should have the skills mm -hmm. and not that like, I get that someone would want someone that maybe did cheerleader, a cheerleader show before, but to me, it wouldn't be a barrier to entry. Like, just be a really good, smart producer. Right. Well, and I think that my skill set is, I'm really proud of it, and uh, it took me a long time to get there. I'm really proud of it. I'm really confident in it, in my writing and my storytelling abilities from beginning, middle to end, to conception, to execution, to delivery, through post, you know, from shooting to uh, producing in the field to, um, sto you know, story producing, you know, if I have to cut something on Avid, I can, like, wow. and going through the whole entire process. But that sometimes... Sometimes people like just someone with a resume with 10 million things that are exactly the same so they know that they can trust that person and that's yeah. what they tell the network. I've had a lot of times uh, people say that they're like, well, we know you could do it, but maybe you haven't done it enough. Or like I just learned that there is a difference between house reality, big brother <laughs> style and regular docu soap follow, docu follow, like, right. like, like, um, <laughs> 
what is it called? Like b- uh, below deck is considered like a big brother because it's house reality. And it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So, and that is something I don't necessarily, I haven't sat in a house with, I haven't done the real world. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like, anyway, I, I didn't but know that there, there right. it's like subreddits. That's good. You know, I didn't know there were that many. Ah. Different, you know, it's like I, you can tell a story. Can you tell a story? Yes, you can. Great. Many people I find come here to LA or New York yeah. and they say, you know, I went to film school. I can, I can do this. I can do that. I can coordinate. I can do this. But like, you can't teach a good storyteller, you know, how to have a vision, how to have a POV and how to have um, inspiration and how to, do I sound egotistical? I'm going to drink no, my coffee. No, I, <laughs> I, I think you're right. And I think that it's not valued. Uh, that I think you're right. The credits are more valued than everything you just said. And that's a shame because that is why shows are the quality. A lot of the shows, the quality lacks, you know, because they're just more interested in getting it out the door. What's it going to be? Grinder. Yeah, a grinder. You know? Yeah. And and I also don't, uh, not grinder, grinder, but a meat grinder. Uh, <laughs> and then there's like the grinder show. that grinds <laughs> that like just works really hard. Grind is getting right. a lot of iterations, but I know grinder. Grinder. <laughs> we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> I downloaded Grinder and I deleted it. Because, like, you didn't even use it before you... No. I, no, I, yeah. I'm, uh. I can't, I am too awkward to say, like, hey, what's up, let's have sex. Right. So no dating apps for you or just Grinder. No, you know what, I, I just downloaded Tinder the other day and then I haven't checked it since I signed up. Wow. So I just, I'm, I'm assuming you're single, uh-huh. but just not looking. Nothing. Okay. Well, Zero. so one of your best known roles is it's Andy Cohen's ex, right? right That's right. like the big thing. I know. So what's the, okay, so let's go back to New York. So you okay. started a musical theater. You're from Texas. From Texas. You don't really have an accent. Which, no, I, yeah. I can if I want, but right. I don't. <laughs> when you got home. Uh-huh. Um, and then did you move to New York after college to become a musical theater star? Was that the goal? No. Okay. I was, I went from Texas, I came here to Los Angeles, and okay. I went to Pepperdine. Oh, um, beautiful campus. Beautiful campus. Took it for granted. Um, I was a theater major, but not a musical theater major or a, perfor- I mean, I guess, I guess I was a performance major. Okay. Um, but more just like theater in general and literature mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But I was a singer on the, you know, I just had always been a singer. Yeah. So um, I... I would go and like skip class and go to open calls just to like kind of see what that was like. Yeah. And I happened to go to, I started going to Les Mis calls. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? You're really young and really green, but, but, but give us your number and just keep coming back because we we're going to be able to use you at some point. And okay. I was like, okay, great. I mean, I was 18 and, but I was super confident because I was like, I can sing this show backwards and forwards. So, yeah. so then Miss Saigon came. They called me. I Wait, went Miss in. Saigon or Les Mis? They were the same oh, company okay, at that point. It. Same casting directors okay. at, at this point. So they called and they were like, are you around? Can you come in? I was like, yes. I skipped a class. I skipped a test. I skipped a final <laughs> and drove to the, you know, Debbie Reynolds studio or wherever it was um, in, in Burbank. And... I didn't have a book. You know, musical theater people have a book. They have a repertoire. They go to Cincinnati Musical Conservatory. They go to, uh, you know, NYU. They have a book. They're ready. They know how to walk into a room. They study these things. I don't study. I never studied those things. So I walked in just like a regular person. Um, And I sang from the show because I didn't have a repertoire of music. And I sang from the show. And they were like, great, thanks. See you later. And I was like, okay, well, that was fun. And a week later, they said, can you leave when are you graduating? We don't want to take you away from your education. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> take, take me away. Me away. <laughs> that was a year from graduating. And I was like, why would that, why, why would I pass up a Broadway gig for, to learn about how to get a Broadway gig? So I left. <laughs> right. um, and I did that for a year. The show closed, went back to Pepperdine, finished my degree really fast, and then moved back to New York. And then after about eight months of convincing myself, I was never going to ever get another job. Um, I booked the original cast of Hairspray. Yeah, amazing. And that's how I met Andy. And what was his connection to Hairspray? He knew the composers, Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. Wow. And so he was just hanging around? I met him at my birthday party. I had a a birthday party with myself. I share a birthday with myself. Me, Mark Shaman, and Matt Morrison share a birthday like three days. Was Matt Morrison in the original Hairspray too? Yeah, I was his understudy. Oh. Uh, he was my role, and then he got bumped up when James Carpinello got a movie, uh, the movie Face Off. Oh, great movie. Uh-huh. God, it's such yeah. a good movie. That's a good movie. Um, okay, so was it Love at First Sight with Andy? 
No, they they <laughs> they invited him to set him up with me, and I thought, and we had a moment. And he's older too. What, he's like ten eight, years older. Ten uh, years nine old. years older. Okay. Uh, and uh, we had a moment, and I thought he's weird. He's <laughs> he has a, a wonky eye. <laughs> he's a wonky eye. I had a list. I was like, he's weird. He has a wonky eye. He has. Um, I thought he was a space invader. I thought he was too close. <laughs> he spoke too close, too closely, and he was just too <laughs> intense, you know? And I was like, no. But I thought he was a nice guy. And then about a month later, I was looking through pictures from the party at the at Mark's house, and I was like, that guy you tried to set me up with, I was actually like, you know what? On second thought, give him my number. Let's go out on a date because I wanted to go on a date with someone, you know, because I at the I've never been a dater, I've never been a hooker upper. Yeah. So I was like, that's an he's a nice guy. Let's at least and he had a really but I like that he was a talker and I yeah. like that he was that we that he was chatty. Yeah. I, I kind of I like that. So because I'm I wasn't really. <laughs> you know, I was with my friends, okay. but I wasn't a good small talker. Right. So most talkative. Most talkative. <laughs> so I remember our first conversation, I I I think I ended up calling, I gave him, I was at work, I was at Hairspray during a matinee, he called, and we had a payphone downstairs, yeah. my, our cell phones didn't work downstairs <laughs> in the basement, and he called the payphone, which rang outside the dressing room, and he had this really butch voice, and he was like, super charming on the phone, we made a date, um, and then fr- from the, our first date on, we were boyfriends. And what, how long, how long? It's mu- it's murky to me. Okay. I think it's three years. Wow, it's it a long e- relationship. It extended and then kind of was muddy. Off I on, don't quite. On. I don't quite know. Okay, I don't, I don't but what's know. amazing to me, and I, you know, I, I don't know, just because I, do, I don't know a lot of former long term couples like that. Yeah. that have gone on to become you know best friends and be able to work together. Like that's pretty remarkable that there's nothing there. You know what I mean? Right. I've. Per- I mean, even when you stay friendly too, with an yeah. ex, like to have. That level of friend, like, how are you able to do that? I don't know. You know, what our biggest asset was that I always thought if we were, if I was stuck on a desert island with this person, mm-hmm. I would be happy and we would never run out of things to talk about. Not, and this was before he branded himself right. as most talkative. This, this was, was like CBS producer. Andy. I didn't know. No, it, it was trio executive. Okay, Andy. <laughs> trio. Yeah, it was pre Bravo. Yeah, you know, right before that, he wasn't. And I didn't understand the concept of a talent producer. I just right. thought, you know, he knew a lot of famous people, and I didn't understand that either. And I didn't like it, and I didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but but that's what. Yeah, so he hadn't branded himself as this talkative person. He that wasn't his thing yet, and mm-hmm. he and he also hadn't expressed a lot of like my dream is to be on camera, my dream is to have a show. He he never said that. Yeah, he never said right because well, it sort of accidentally happened. Right, it was a natural thing. Like yeah. he he would fill in like if a booker right. if someone would bail, yeah. a booker would say, "Oh my gosh, we need someone to talk about pop pop culture for four minute segment on Squawk Box or whatever." Yeah, it's stupid random. show. Right, uh, not that Squawk Box is stupid. I have <laughs> Sorry, no idea. I even don't even know what Squawk Box is. Just like a talk show. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, and so they it's like businessy, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's it wasn't that. Um, so, They're not listening. Okay. Sorry, Squawk Box. <laughs> Um, and so they, he would, then he's like, because they all knew him from being a, a right. producer and they knew that he could, could he could speak. Right. So he would go, he did that a bunch of times. And so he started practicing and then he would kind of fill in when they were doing a pilot about a, a panel show for Bravo. Lawrence Lazen could be like, you'd be great talking about this because you are so, you have such great energy and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. that, then that's kind of like. Um, I moved to L.A. at this point, and that's kind of when we were breaking up. Okay. And, and why did you move to L.A.? I sold a TV show. What was that? So the first, I had never, I didn't watch TV. Okay. I didn't understand TV. I The only TV I knew of was through Andy, and I... So he sort of got you interested in it? I wasn't even interested. I was okay. interested in what he showed me. I, he showed me World of Wonder shows. He showed me yeah. Showbiz Moms and Dads. Yeah. He showed me Show Dogs Moms and Dads. He showed me... Um, like Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah. Everything he showed me was World of Wonder, like VHS tapes. Yeah. And, and that was like 2002-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and I thought that those were hilarious. Yeah, they're great. Um, I thought they were really funny. So I wrote a, there was one, I was in a musical. I went on to do a bunch of other Broadway shows. And I was in a show that was moving from off-Broadway to Broadway. And over the summer, we were paid not to work. 
God, I, I'm nice. waiting for that gig. It right? wasn't a lot of money. Okay. We were paid like $400 a oh. week back to work. Uh, it's like less than unemployment, but at least I could say I'm being paid not to work. <laughs> right. um, While you're still having to get a job because that wasn't exactly. enough money. <laughs> Although I didn't. Um, <laughs> so I just went to... Uh, I mostly I, I spent the summer mostly at Andy's beach house, mm-hmm. and I and I wrote a screenplay because I really at this point wanted to be a writer and a director instead of just an actor. I didn't like, you know, I really started working like Gangbusters as an actor, and I was really doing well, but I felt like there was more to it. I, I wanted to be a director. I didn't want to just be told where to stand and yeah. then stand there while they light you for twelve hours right. and you're just standing there. And you have no in, creative input. Right. My mom's a writer. I've always cool. been a writer. I felt like I wanted to direct, write, produce, mm-hmm. act, sing, do the whole thing. So at this point, I was like, I'm going to take this time to write my stuff. So I did. I wrote a screenplay, and that screenplay was about uh, a show choir. And this is pre Glee. There was no Glee then. There was no concept or, or that I knew of of Glee, and this mm-hmm. is two thousand three or four. Okay. So, and I gave it to Andy to read, and he was like, "This is amazing. You're a really good writer." I also wrote a book, and he and he re- he read that, and he said, "You you're really good. You should keep writing." Um, and I was like, "Thanks." And then he <laughs> said, "But you should take this screenplay, write it up as a treatment, as a docu series, and pitch it to World of Wonder, and go to L.A. and pitch it." So I flew to L.A. And I pitched it to World of Wonder, and they said, yeah, we'll take it. And so we partnered up, sold it to MTV. So my first ever Amazing. entry to TV was I was never a PA. I was never right. an AP. You're I was like, never I'm a, a show cruiser. creator, executive producer. Yeah. What a cool story. And that show was called The Choir? It was called MTV Show Choir, and it never aired. We made the entire thing. Oh. It took a year and a half. Oh, my God. Why would of my life. It? It, I can't talk about it. Oh, um, God. But it is a tawdry 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 tale oh, I'm dying to know <laughs> it's such a good story where it's, was it at where, some point lo- we'll tell like, it like where was it geographically where what where do you I lived it? in West Virginia for a year wow. yeah so you made the show you were in the mm-hmm. field you were involved in me, every part of it World of Wonder uh, it was me Angela Rayberg and Todd Radnitz all from World of Wonder who, okay the three and of then- us kind of made it how long did you uh, did you first complete it and then find out it wasn't going to air, yep. or did you find out mid production? had an air date. Oh, you had an air done. Date. Kids were presenting at the MTV Movie Awards to like introduce themselves as the next like big cast, big show. Will you tell me off mic? Yeah, I mean, I think it would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, That's, it's great. It is, but there, that must have been such a letdown after. I was already that. so mortified because it was such a strange. Uh, hard left turn from where I had been going. You know, I had been, for, you know, I'd been like singing and dancing right. with Hugh Jackman a year before. And then I was like, you know, waking up at six to like get <laughs> right. high schoolers to like give me a bite. That's awesome. I was like, this is bullshit. And I'm making like, not like, I was like, I'm a mogul. I've sold a show. Right. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is actually schlub town and right. I feel gross and I feel like so you're disillusioned not cute yeah right right so did that turn you off to tv at that point um well at that point I had cashed in my 401k okay. from Hairspray. I, there was no choice I, yeah. had, I had moved to LA. it took so long yeah. like it wasn't just like I sold an idea and I moved no it's here people don't get it it's it, like two years it took a long time like yeah. selling that show making the pilot waiting three months for of the green course. light for the series yeah. and then contracts and I mean, and then, oh, John, you're going to go to the field instead of just like, okay, sell my show, make it. It's a success. I get a check and a credit. No, like you're going to go with the camera also. And you're going to get the kids because the kids will relate to you because you're on Broadway. And these are showbiz kids. Right. So and that was true. Yes. That was the right instinct. Right. That was true. So I did. I went there. Um, But at the end. I, I was already frazzled. I remember being on the phone with Andy standing next to a river that was overflowing in West Virginia like eight months into it. And I was like, I'm going to jump in this river. <laughs> He's like, don't jump in the river. Um, Stay with us. It just, yeah, it was a really. It took a toll. The whole show. Yes. Off mic, we'll talk about it. Someday we will tell the entire story. It, it, it should, it'll be a feature documentary. We'll just tell the whole thing. Cause we have all the footage. And the, the, the footage. The and you, never, you can't repurpose, like you can't make it a doc. You can't. I think we can. Sell. 
So you could use the footage. You, yeah, I think we World of Wonder. I like think we can, and I think we will. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, because it's too good. Yeah, it really is too good. Of all the stories, I have a lot of really good stories, and of all the stories, that's probably one of the best, oh my most. God. Shocking, compelling stories. That, oh, what a tease! Did yeah. you stay in LA then after that? Or I you, had to. Right. I, I couldn't. I mean, what? You know, I had given up my apartment in New York. Right. Was I going to go back to New York after being gone for almost two years and like walk back in? Like I had kind of, you know, like that let chapter me, was done. Kind of, you know, I, yeah. I, I kind of let my uh, theater. You kind of had to keep that grind going, just like you do in television. Yeah. And, you know, people right. weren't calling me for like, hey, can you come do this workshop for? Greatest showman, you know, can you know, can yeah. you, you know, who's around? Yeah. Let's get blah blah blah. That's how I got hairspray. Is I was there, <laughs> and Bernie Telsey was like, Oh, John just got finished with Miss Saigon, he's around, he's like waiting. Let's get him. Like, Matt Morrison moved up, they leave for Seattle for a pre Broadway tryout tomorrow. We need someone today who can do it. We know John can do it, who can come in. You know, a couple guys came in and then hired me on the spot, left the next day for the show. So, like, <sighs> What a life. That wasn't me at this point. You know, I was yeah. in L- West, where was I? West, West Virginia. <laughs> with the flowing Los river. Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, didn't right. know. So I couldn't. So what happened was Randy from World of Wonder was like, okay, the show's being shelved. Yeah. Randy's what? Barbado? Uh-huh. Or, Barbado. Barbado. And he was, it was, he was very cool. He's like, I know this sucks. The show's being shelved. Yeah. Well, let's discuss later. Um, for now, we're going to throw you onto Tori and Dean in love. Yeah. So wait, so that was, because I I admit I watched all of it. So that was when they bought the Airbnb? Yeah. Okay, In Love, I-N-N. I-N-N. And it was Oxygen. Oxygen. I saw every episode. You did. I know. I think I was the one. I was the one. Oh, there are a few. Yeah, there was a few. few. Um, All right, so spill some tea on that, because I've heard lots about the twos of them. First of all, was it real? At this point, well, was it Did they really buy the end? You know, I'm I'm a little bit ignorant to that. Okay. At, at this point, so you I didn't was, know the real machinations behind it. You know, I was sheltered during during show, <laughs> during the show choir thing. Like I really had, I was really kind of like <sighs> wide eyed and bushy tailed about like <laughs> we're st- like I, as many hits as I took on that show of like massive like shocking letdowns and like. People, like the things people did on that show, like the things <laughs> oh these children and parents and sh- other people did were just, it didn't like, I, 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 no matter what happens to me, I kind of remain as salty and as bitchy as I can be. I remain a shocking optimist. Right, right. So, like when humanity lets you down, you're still in shock. I, but I'm like, yeah. okay, well, maybe this will be okay now. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm right. still here. Glass I'm still here. So, right. um, I don't I, I don't know. Okay, and, and I think that they didn't tell me right. because I don't think they wanted no nobody wanted to say okay this is fake. Yeah, you know. So I I, I don't I don't know what here's what I do know. So season one before so in, in, so we made the pilot for Show Choir and in those three months waiting for a green light for a series I worked at World of Wonder on different stuff and Got one it. of those things was I took a camera with another producer to different B and Bs and I took B roll interesting because in my mind I believed in the story of yeah. it of like we're looking at B and Bs so that Tori and Dean can buy one or at least lease one or right. at least buy whatever one, whatever <laughs> right. so. And then I went and did my show, and then by the time I got back, they had already done season one. So season one was in the can. So season two, we were shooting. And it was at the same place, so I didn't ask. I just, it was like, like, this is it. I didn't assume they did. Yeah. But I... I didn't. I don't. I don't think they did buy that. I don't okay. think because then they would have had to sell it, and that would have been a whole story. So I think they right. just maybe leased it. Got it. So what were they like to work with? But they did redo it. Yeah, yeah. No, that I mean, was they, all real. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, they Jonathan Adler yeah. did it out. Right. Um, they did. How was it like to work with them? They were extremely kind to me. Um, we got along great. I think. I was so exhausted and so shell shocked. I didn't skip a day. I went right from show choir. Oh my god! It's shelved. This is like a massive, um, shocking to the soul story. Yeah. To um, well, I don't have a pay. Where how am right. I gonna I need live? A job. 
you know, okay, you're going to be a field producer on Tori and Dean in okay. Love. And it's like, okay. So did you, li- how far was the inn from LA? It was like an hour away or oh, something? Oh, God. Oh, way was, farther. It was in Temecula. Yeah. That's a couple hours. Is it does Like, where is it? It doesn't matter <laughs> the time. Okay, well, let me it ask you It matters that it's disgusting. <laughs> did you live there? Like, like, did you stay oh, near there while you right. were filming? I get, I get the question now. Um, yeah. N- uh, yeah. So was we, like a trailer on the property? Am I like thinking of the right? Yes, there was. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was like part of the show, though. Right. 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 Exactly. Because they were living there, I guess, when they were remodeling it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that I know this. Right. <laughs> well, it, that was more in season two. And by okay. season one, I mean by season two, there. No, yeah, you're right. They did, we just didn't shoot a lot of scenes in season two in that trailer, except for a couple. And I think we banked a lot of them, to be honest. Okay. But anyway, um, sorry. So were you commuting back and forth, or were you staying we, in Temecula? Commuting back and forth. And when we shot, we shot, like, over the weekend. Okay. Or, or, or during right, the week. Right, because that's when, I guess, guests were coming. For, yeah. So we would... And we would come and kind of do pre-pro and stuff like that in L.A. So we were commuting down there, but we would stay... The crew would stay um, not at the Airbnb. We would stay at a hotel. Okay. Um, and that, and then we would commute back up. Did you see the cracks in the relationship? Well, I kept looking for them because I thought, and I don't mean any disrespect, but I Dean is not my kind of guy. <laughs> He is not my kind of guy, and I don't. Is he anyone's I, kind of guy? And I love, and I love, I love you, Dean. I, he's never been anything but kind to me, so I don't want to say anything disparaging. But I thought this. Here's what I thought, and this is just complete, blatant. It's early in the morning, honesty. I'm I not thinking it. about my words. Good. I. I have. I come from a. I think I'm old fashioned. Uh, a little bit when it comes to commitment and dating and romance. <laughs> and I think that if you have a $1 million wedding that your mom throws you and you get on an airplane and you go to shoot a Lifetime movie in Canada and you, within a year of your marriage, approximately, yeah. you know, a year or so, have an affair with a married man with children and that that's how your relationship starts, I think you're fucked. I think you're, I don't believe that a foundation like that doesn't set a nice tone. I think if you're, if you, and this is not a judgment. I know a lot of people have affairs and things work beautifully and that's how the plan of life goes. Yeah. That's totally cool. Yeah, no, I hear you. But there, there was something that felt sad to me. Like for instance, <laughs> we went to Toronto and that is where he's from. Right. That's where his ex-wife lives. Yep. And his wife is a radio show host who is Every day, like raking him over the coals, and you know they it's had just a adopted a baby. But that was crazy. So, that was swept under the rug too. Like people, I mean, I've gone deep diving on this stuff, so yeah. I know. But and I felt like that was crazy. But he's not the, even on the adoption paper. Like it's, he's not even the like she scrubbed him up because it just yeah. happened. They, so, did, he, they yeah. just adopted a baby and brought yeah. it home. And he's like, "Bye, I'm going to go yeah. marry spelling Oof. now." And so and she's like, "Bye, husband." But sorry about the million dollar wedding. And it's like. Just in the bachelor, just as in the bachelor, were you sus- suspect of his intentions, suspicious of his intentions? Oh, the bachelor of the show. No, I mean like you know he's here for the oh, wrong cool. reasons. Oh, for the wrong reasons. Did oh you my feel god. like that about Dean? Oh, don't get me started on the bachelor. <laughs> no, I, hate I can't this. even. Don't I worry. can't even. Cannot. I don't do it. I don't even. do that. But I do want to get to housewives later. So let's. Okay, 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 we're, okay. But, okay, but Dean. Forward, anyway, I'm just curious because look, yes. they've endured. We've all seen every iteration. I of think it. here's the thing. I think they're in love, and yeah. I think that it's real, and I think that the cracks being cracks I think they it is working for them I do I think that it I don't think it's like fake for the cameras I think it's uh, yeah. real but why so many kids like so many kids and they're still having them there's like six of them now well at the time we were shooting you know that was back when when a pregnancy equaled a ticking clock and that's when a series sold oh my god or a so season cool. sold right. like, you know it's like still season three oh she's pregnant again so she's gonna have another baby so right. that seemed I was, you know, my cynical side was like, well, that's strategic. But, but no, like they they just like to procreate. They like to procreate. And they also have a, they do, they, they really are into each other. Like being around them. I've been Um, around them in a lot of different states and they're like. It did feel genuine. And then when the whole thing blew up and Mm -hmm. they did the Lifetime show, that was rough. Did you watch it? I did not watch (laughs) it except for the time when he sang the Goo Goo Dolls-esque song in the background because he likes to. 
you know, dabble in music. Oh, God. I, just... I missed that, thankfully. Ooh, watch that's it. brutal. Brutal. Just put, like, yeah, Dean and Goo Goo Dolls in the same sentence. Like, yeah. That's not... But it also is, that's his wheelhouse. Right. So <laughs> Totally. They're, they're into each other, and they're so lovely and kind to me, so I don't want to say anything yeah, bad. But I have like nothing nice bad people. to say, except, yeah. except for there's a, there's a, I mean, everyone in production gets a little bit like, ugh. Right, it's talent. What are we doing? It's talent. Like, why, like, why the 50 hours today, you right. know? Totally. And, and, and why? So yeah. there's a little bit of that. I think, also, I'm not good at, at that point in my life, I was 20. <laughs> Eight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and oh, I was had, it that long ago. Yeah. Oh my god. I was seems like yesterday. Right. Yeah. I was kind of young, and I had only done one other job, which was a show I made up. Right. And right. So I was a field producer, and then suddenly I had a showrunner and a boss, and a, like it was yeah. figuring it all out. So I was a little bit like a stress case. Yeah. And I'm also not good at being like Jack from Will and Grace. Yeah. A lot of people, <laughs> when I show up on set, and a lot of people ha- have hired me to be like that gay. Yeah, what does like, that mean? To be like, oh, oh, he'll be like that gay. He'll be like the upbeat, the peppy. You know. But that's also like the dummy. And I'm all, well, I mean, and there's a whole <laughs> different that, conversation yeah, about, okay. you know, like the gay. I'm, you know, I don't right. mean that. It's but, so but pejorative. It, oh, it totally is. Right. And and that's, and I think people have many times been shocked when I come in and it's not, and I have. Not like, getting the gay they expected. I'm not like, I will come in and just like, like I told my coworker the other day, I was like, I realize now that I talk to you just like the meanest, gruffest old man. I'm like, no, no, stop talking. And, you know, she'll be like, like, what about this guy on Instagram? Like, block, unfriend, stop, put it down, delete it, delete the app, stop. Just like one word syllables. Like, I just don't, I'm not, I don't walk into a room and like. Yeah, pick up all the energy. Like, have just like, you guy. Like, like, and there are people who do that so well. Like, I rather make a lot of, that's why Watch What Happens Live was such a great job. Because I could sit there, write all my jokes and then send them in, and then when Andy would read them, they would be hilarious. Yeah, not saying I'm hilarious, but like they, I'm not, go- I'm not good at being like waka waka. Here you go. Like I'm not yeah. a good, yeah, yeah. as good in a writer's room because yeah. I'm not a good at like competing to be funny. Right. Like if you want to be the funny person, go for it. Yeah, you be the winner. Yeah, I'm not good at competing. You're very dry. Like when I listen to you on the radio, that's I love your humor because I was listening to your show from Thanks. yesterday about your thruple list, which mm. for our listeners is who you'd have a threesome with with Andy. And it was just even in the way that you were delivering it, I was crying. It was like just it was so funny. I mean, I don't want to like go through the list or anything, but it was it was I like that very sort of like straight, dry, right? You know, well, like unexpected humor. I've always had a tone of voice that is um, that sounds super sarcastic, yes. or, or um, but it really is. I think it's a. a amalgamation of trying to just maybe sound straight from being a kid or okay. or something. But I've I've had experiences where, where I sound super condescending or sarcastic <laughs> when I really it's just my voice. Right. Sometimes it's hard to know. One time this kid in dance class, I'll I'll stop in a second. But in college we had like dance class for theater. Yeah. And he he did this like, you know, we all had to do like across the floors. <laughs> and he did like his thing across the floor. And I was like, oh my gosh, great job. And he walked up to me and slapped me across <laughs> the face. And I was like, I was literally giving was you a, a compliment. Like you did a great job. But it just sound it always sounds sarcastic. Right, like great so, job. Yeah. That's hilarious. So tell me about watching. What happens? Was that something that you helped create with Andy, or did you um, come into it afterwards? I came into it a little bit after. Okay. Um, and did you move back to New York for it? I did. Okay. So I was working remotely. I was running a show. My first EP showrunner job was for a show called The A List Dallas on, oh, Logo, right, on Logo, which crashed the entire franchise altogether. <laughs> Muzzle top. Um, thanks. I think it's a work of comedic genius. <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I it's mean, brilliant. it's, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, the, I'm, you know, I try I, to see every, I may have seen the pilot or I the first episode. I couldn't be more proud of my work on that show. It was a, I, that's another one off mic. Shocked. You will, you'll, you'll think I'm lying. Um, wow. But uh, it was so a stroke of comedic genius. And the whole time, so he, he, we were always in touch saying, because I was in L.A. doing other stuff, and then yeah. I went to Dallas to do this show for right. a year. Wow. And so during that time, the show moved from <clears throat> midnight to two nights a week, or from online to 
network, you know, to right. on the air. So and for a few years, to, it was once a week, and then it went to every yeah. night. Yeah. So we, and I was in LA that whole time. Then I was in Dallas. And then while I was there, he was like, if we go, if we go five nights a week, if we strip out, I want you to come and, and write on it. So I said, okay, great. So by the time we're done here, you know, let's, and it worked out perfectly. We yeah, went and did the reunion the um, in New York and I just stayed and started work the next month on Watch What Happens Live and was there for four or five years. So were you an executive producer on the show? Nope. There are, there was one, there, there were three at that point. Yeah. Uh, I think there are still only three yeah. and then two co-EPs now. Okay. Which has changed. There were, yeah, there were, Andy was an EP, Deirdre was an EP, and Michael right. Davies was an EP. Right. And that was it. There wasn't, okay. and I don't think there was a co EP even yet okay. at that so point. So you were a writer, yes. or a producer. Yes. Or both. I was a, <laughs> there, it was non union. Okay. So I yeah, was not are. a writer. Right. right. Um, I right. was writing, yeah. I was a writer, but I was a senior producer. Got it. Okay. Which most of my, a lot of my jobs have been as a writer, but not called that. Yeah, that's the reality business. Half my resume. Amazing. So then when did you move back to L.A.? And then I moved up and it became a, a supervising producer and then moved, you know, moved up. And then uh, then I came back to L.A. because World of Wonder called and said, we have a show. Logo wants to spin off and do a scripted show about Bianca Del Rio. Oh. So do you want, do you watch Drag Race? Yeah. Okay. I, that's amazing. And I, and they, they called and said, you know, we've just been having these conversations and we're calling you. And I was so flattered and yeah. I was like jumping for joy. <laughs> I had just, um, uh, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come tomorrow. So I came and that was one of the best experiences of my life, I because I, I had gone back to World of Wonder, because by the time I left World of Wonder, you know, remember, we're, we'll talk about this story off mic, um, you know, I had gone through this West Virginia year yeah. of hell, yeah. and then Tori and Dean in love too, and then um, <laughs> I did develop a couple of development things, but I was exhausted, yeah. Like, yeah. so by the time I, and I was also... 20 or maybe I turned 30 by that time right. and then I moved then I, then I moved to Magical Elves and I did Top Chef and yeah. Project Runway and all those shows for a long time but like by the time I left World of Wonder I had gone from someone who had never set foot on a television show to or, or a set I mean yeah. to um, someone who was cutting sizzles for you know for pitches which is you know a different thing altogether but I was in the TV business yeah. so they, you know I grew up a little bit there and learned yeah. a lot in the span of a very short time right. then um, so by the time I came back, I was now a showrunner. I had yeah. now done a million other things. Right. So it was nice to come back as an adult. Right. So, right, right. you know, and they, and they asked a lot of me and they, and, and by this point, they're someone, they're, they're a group who understand that I, like, if you give me a job as one thing, I'll check out and I won't do it. If you're like, do this one thing, it'll be like, great. I can do it in 10 minutes. Yeah. But if you give me 50 jobs to do. That's the only way I'll succeed. So they were like, conceive the show, conceptualize it, make it up, create what it's going to be, cast it, write it, direct it, oh produce God. it, post it, and deliver it. And it, and I was a like, scripted show, yeah, which you two hadn't episode, done. Two episodes to maybe yeah. backdoor it into a series, which right. didn't happen, but it turned into be two specials. Um, wow. Well, I had done before, but not. Officially, yeah. Well, not um, maybe soup to nuts like this, but everything, right? And so the cool. whole thing was um, arguably uh, seamless and, and right. great. And the and she was great, uh, and they were great, and everyone uh, at World of Wonder was amazing to work with. The team was great, and the final product I think was brilliant. Still do. Um, what was it called? Because I didn't. Not today, Bianca. Okay. Can, Get it on uh, iTunes for $99.99. And did it with flying colors. I mean, it it was tough, but it was... But it was great. But that's how that's how I work best is if I have like a million things to Amazing. do. Yeah. And then so the whole radio of it all. So then I came back for that. And then I yeah. stay. And then I was going to go back to New York. And then Andy said, stay because Love Connection is going to happen. Uh, so you'll do Love Connection. Right, 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 right. So by this, I thought I would be gone long before this. So this is a year and a half ago. I came back for Bianca, stayed, and I ended around this time. Um and then he said, stay, because in a couple months, Love Connection is going to happen. So I want you to do that. So I stayed and I did that. I didn't know that filmed out here. Yeah. 
Interesting. So Andy was would come out for that. Yeah. And you were a producer on that. I was a writer on that. Okay. But yes, some sort of. Is that going to get, is that getting renewed? We start in a month. Amazing. Uh Oh, that's so cool. So you have so much shit going on. So then you've also got. The radio of it all. Right. So then, uh, so Andy's been doing Radio Andy for like a few years. This is our third year. Third year. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think, by the way. I'm glad you listen. I'm glad someone's listening. I listen to. A lot of Radio Andy. Mm. I'm a huge Alter Family Politics fan. Yeah. Never miss it. Never miss love it. it. I love it. Listen to On Demand. Reality Checked. Uh-huh. Amy Phillips. The best. Twice a week. Love it. I've been on her show, too, and we just have the best time. So good. So great. Um, I love your show with Andy in the morning, and you guys kind of just, like, talk about news of the day, and, and, and you have a great banter, and it's very relaxed. Like, I think that people that who watch, watch what happens in the reunions and kind of know Andy from— that it's a different Andy. It's a different Andy. It's a very chill morning, like uh, more zero fucks to give Andy for sure, which I like. And then your yeah. rapport with him, like I love that you give him shit. I love that you cut your. I look at it. Well, I the way I see your dynamic is that you kind of keep him grounded a little bit, you know, because he's gotten a big head, right? And so. In certain ways, he's the same guy. In other ways, he's like he's in another. He's a he's a real celebrity now, right? Things so have, things, have you know. But you've known him from like back in the day. Yeah. So I feel like he's like you keep him, you keep him honest in that way, which is fun, right? It's, and he, he's good with it. Like he likes it, right? And that's never spelled out. That's never we we don't talk about it in those terms. But that is how it comes across, and I think that that's how it naturally is uh, working out, and it's fun that's us having fun and some people like they'll they'll dm me and they're like you really gave it him to, but <laughs> like I, I, I did don't, i don't go i don't go in there trying to give it to him right. i don't go in there trying to tear him down like right. there, there is so much love there there is like you can tell you can a tell. lot i mean it is like just a comfort just deep, ease. deep deep and any joking around yeah um because it, it took us a while to get our rhythm i don't know if you remember but it, it wasn't as fun at first it is was, that because you were on different coasts like doing it remotely that actually helped. Okay, that's good. We were when we were in the studio. I think he wanted it to be like, I thought. I think he thought that cattiness would be cute, right? And I'm not a catty. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and like be someone that you're not. Oh, but like you know, I'm not going to like read you. Like I'm actually like that's why. Like I'm not. You're not going to play a part. You're I'm just not be on you. Drag Race. Like I'm not going to like I'll I will be the meanest, but like I'm not going to like just like verbally spar with you just to like it's I think it's so boring. So yeah. but like I'll make a joke about you to your face like yeah. f- to make you laugh, but like right. I'm not going to be mean. I think it's mean. So like yeah. I think there was a while there where we were trying to kind of figure out our our dynamic and we found out that it came from a place of love and if it was a joke that was rooted in honesty I think yeah. it was a lot I think it's a lot funnier totally so when we got that down I think we really Smoother started sailing. to roll yeah I mean you guys it's seamless now and and as part of your job do you have to watch every Bravo show I watch nothing nothing I watch none but you of it. seem like when you're talking about reality stars or whoever it is from Bravo that you are up on it all if you listen you actually don't I don't say any I don't really say any I know who they are Right, because you've probably met them all from Watch What Happens. Yeah, and I do know who they are, but when if you're, if they're talking about what happened, I mean, like, talking about Luann's arrest or whatever, that's right. something I know about because I know someone who was there, so, Oh, what know. do you know? What's the real story on Lou's arrest? Was she, was it as reported? Was she really, like, trying to have a threesome in a room that wasn't hers? Oh, you know more than I do. I don't, I don't actually, oh. I don't actually know that. Um, I, I just knew someone who was staying at her house that weekend. Um, and who was there when the... I'm going to kill you all happened, but oh I don't know God. about, oh, I Lou. Know about that. Yeah. At Lewis, but I know Luann and she was supposed to do the podcast and then she canceled the day mm. up because she was with her fiance and they were so busy. So look how of that course. turned out. Um, so are you friends with any of them? Like, are you friends with Bethany or any of the other New York housewives from living there? None. Huh? Zero. And no desire. No. Yeah. That's awesome. I would be. I mean, I, <laughs> It's just I've never I've never been a talent producer. Right. I've never been. But I guess even just from hanging out with my, Andy, like Jeff Lewis, like some of his friends off camera. I'd as say well. hi, yeah, say hi. Okay, say but him. they're not. You're not like hanging out. No, I don't know. I have a weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so you don't watch don't TV know. at all. You don't watch any Bravo. 
Or any TV? Or just not Bravo? I watch Black Mirror. Okay. I watch that German show Dark. I watch Is it a, good? I watch a lot of dramatic, scary right. horror. Got it. That's all I really watch. And so then I Netflix. write comedy. Okay. So that writing comedy, like you're trying to create your own sitcom, like your own... Yeah, I'm pitching pilots all over town. Okay. And yeah. how does that work? That works by being a nightmare <laughs> and being wanting to like take violence against everyone at Starbucks <laughs> who's writing a pilot also and every <laughs> trainer you go see at Equinox who's oh like, God, oh, let me tell you about dumb. my pilot. And then you're like, I love it. Let me put your head between the weight blocks. How do you um, deal with that? Because that is like the cliche and basic epitome of L.A. Well, I don't ask anybody to read anything of mine. Okay. Unless they are someone who could option it. Right. Um, I write. I write things... I mean, I don't, I don't focus on anybody else but myself. You know what I mean? I, I watch things. I don't, you know, I watch things that might be unpredictable. A lot of my favorite artists, musicians, they don't, they don't say what their influences are so that their uh, product will be original. So, you know, a lot of times you, you know, will be doing something, uh, you know, I'll be watching something completely, you know, that you would never guess or whatever. Yeah. So that my thing is not like every other script in town. Right. So, and I don't want to read everyone else's script in town. Um, no. So what I do is I just keep it small. Um, I focus on it. I finish it. I read it a million times. And maybe one other person, you know, like, you know, I have someone that wants to option one script and their development person helps me a lot. Great. And then I also relinquish all sort of like, pride about it and I'm right. like fix it great sell Whatever it I just want to keep going yeah so any success so far with the comedies yeah I mean I have one that's you know I mean well who knows I mean unless it's like airing and it's finished <laughs> and it's aired and you can actually purchase it on Amazon yeah great or get it on Prime yeah um great so I mean but right. for, for me yeah great progress yeah that's amazing yeah and do you do have an agent you work with an agent I'm with CAA yeah okay. and they you like them they deliver for you they deliver for me, I think. Right. You know, you never know. Well, you would know. I will say, though. You would know. I will say, I, I love them. Like, I genuinely, genuinely have, like, um, uh, affection for a, f- a few people there. Um, but this is just a, a fact. Yeah. And that is every single job I've ever gotten, right. with the exception of one, has been from my own doing. I, I think that's probably 99% yeah. of... You know, I've never gotten a job from an agent yeah. except for one job, and it's no, they're good. Look, if you have you know bidding war over, they'll a negotiate exactly. That's where they swoop in and kind of do their job. And the scripting thing, yeah, that's when I have nothing to do. Like I, but right. that, even even that though, actually, I set them up with the showrunner. Yeah, um, but but there, but that is something that I don't want to get too involved in because you don't want like. You don't want the like crazy writer coming in and saying like blah blah blah. But yeah. if you're a producer, it's easier to go to you know. I could go to a network and be like, hey, here's what I've done. Do you want to hire me? Do you want to do this? Let's go. Yeah. Like I could confidently say that. But right. as a writer, it's a little bit different. So when you so do you when last time we talked, I think you had like a full time job that you were do like in addition to all your yeah. other jobs. Do you have? Are you working full time now? I'm a development exec. Where? I can't say. Really? Yeah. But it's next door. My God. I know. Next door. We have to figure it out. I'm <laughs> going to start. I'm gonna start oh, that's exciting. I mean, that sounds exactly it's what you're a, born to do. It's not in a network. It's a production, a new production company. Really? Yeah. Is it Brian Graydon? No, but I love Brian Graydon. Yeah, I figured you would know. Yeah. I have, I've had a lot of meetings with but him. But why is him. it top secret? Um, Because I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Like they, it's not like there's some like M16. No, they're great. Are they I, Russian? They're, they are. It's back channel. It's back channel productions. Jared set it up. Uh-huh. Um, I, no, it's, it's more just because back I also channel. think it's, I'm, I think there's also going to be a transition. I think I'm going to do a pilot. Also because Love Connection is coming back in a month. Right. So I'm not really going to be there much longer. Got so it. So it's been a great job, but. Um, Amazing. You know, and I may return at some point, but it's been great. But it's not like, um. Like two months ago, I would have said, "Yeah, this full time job." But we're here. Got but it. It's like probably going to be another week and a half. Okay, so what's the ultimate goal? Is it to sell one of these scripted comedies and show run it and be like the Shonda Rhimes of comedy? The ultimate goal is to be um, the girl from Fleabag who writes, oh, directs, seen. and stars. Okay, and like Sharon Horgan. 
or Alina Dunham. Yeah, yeah. Not literally. <laughs> but, um, and not now. Not now. It's not um, a good moment. But that's ex- uh, I can see it happening. Or the high maintenance dude. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. Amazing. And, and then to slowly k- transition into like moving, not to somewhere in Los Angeles um, and maybe somewhere. <laughs> You got bullseye. Thank bullseye. you. Kind of read between the lines there. Yep. To the avocado <laughs> capital of the world. Is that really what it is? is. That's yeah. hilarious. It is. Do you know that humans are the only an- mammals that eat avocados? Wait, really? I just learned that. They They're should, so good, though. They should have been extinct with the dinosaurs, but Get they out. remained uh, around because human beings eat them. Are they too hard for animals to peel or something? I don't know. <laughs> You'd think that, like, I think of My dog animal- doesn't like, when I drop food... I would think he would love avocado. Not yeah. a fan. No, not a fan. So Mine I think you. I think you just proved it. Yeah. Wow. This is. I learned that from a, a, a food journalist. Anyway. Amazing. So yeah. yeah where do we? Like no. Where do you want to move? Dallas. I would like to move. No. Um, <laughs> Ain't I would, Dallas. You know, um, just somewhere. I don't know. Maybe somewhere in South Texas, near where my family is. They're near Austin, San Antonio. You're gonna um, like pull the Matthew McConaughey, go get a ranch, or yeah. like Thomas Hayden Church. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And, and I would like to have a, a, like a lot of space and a lot of ability, uh, you know, to kind of have some. Uh, Solitude and and maybe write books, write things remotely and send them in and make yeah. them happen. But or or you know just move somewhere that's not this town. Or right. you know I do love New York, you know yeah. a lot. I do love LA too, but like you know sometimes you don't want to live here forever. Uh, right, I get I get it. Although the weather is hard to beat. <sighs> oh, you don't care. Don't, You're not a weather guy. I, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, oh. It's, so it's beautiful. Yeah. No. See, this is this is this is a big thing for me. The weather that gets me up in the morning, like I, the cold. I can't. It's so hard. Even this morning, it's like forty-seven. I'm like, oh, I can't True. do it. I can't do I it. I get that, and I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it's it. I do love the weather. I mean, I've been here since I was eighteen, though, for college. Amazing. You right. Know, that's true. So I'm You're like, jaded. You're a little jaded. Well, it's, I mean, the weather's not doing anything right. for my right. life. Right. You know, the, the the weather's not my agent. Ooh, I like that. That'd be that should be your Tinder profile. Okay. The <laughs> weather's well, not my age. I didn't put anything in a bio. I just said, "Oh hi." I mean, it, it might says, be a little esoteric, yeah, but the weather is not my age. Yeah, I kind of like it. it's unique. But you could be. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, John, this was so much fun. We have a lot to talk about when these mics I go know. off. So sorry to you're gonna spill it all. That's and then like a I'll rule just... of radio is never to say anything you can't say on the air right now. Right. Sorry, everybody. Right. Sorry, audience. Not live. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for doing it. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Have a great day. You too. Yay.